Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Sisterly Pod. Today is Wednesday. Yeah, February 23rd, 2022. <laughs> <I think so. laughs> oh, it has to be Wednesday because yesterday was Tuesday. Where it was 2 uh, on a Tuesday. If I read one more tweet, I swore <laughs> I would kill someone. <laughs> Boy, did you know, did you know every date this week is a palindrome? Yeah. And yes, I read that tweet about 400 times yesterday, too. <laughs> Dan, you look very confused. It was a palindrome. It's the same backwards as it is forwards. Taco cat. Yeah. Taco cat. Race car. All right. What? What? What the fuck year is it? Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Yes. <laughs> Come on, you can do it, Dan. Seven. You have enough fingers, Dan. Yeah. No, actually, hold on. I need like <laughs> two, two, so three. Like okay, two, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. It would be two twenty-one, twenty-two. Can confirm in case you needed 22. Dan the Flyer fan confirmation. About simple math. I wasn't I wasn't lying to our <laughs> to our listeners. Um but uh yeah, I'm Katie for those of you who don't know, and I'm back with uh you've heard them already, Phyllis and Dan. And Dexter and Miss Thing. Yeah, Dexter's just chilling over here. He'll probably Miss make Thing. an appearance later when you uh hear me mute myself for like five minutes to try to get Miss him off my computer. Thing executing hostages to get attention she just knocks things off of you know counters and such to get attention she yeah well you know who shouldn't get our attention anymore is the flyers yeah because they suck that's true oh it's uh, i love how people say that like it's a newsflash like i get those still get those ims and messages and emails <laughs> like thanks guys i don't pay attention you know i like when yeah. other teams fans get involved in one of our conversations on twitter like, the flyers suck i'm like bud believe me I'm aware. <laughs> like, you, you think we don't know that already? Breaking news here that the choir yeah, really. like, Thanks what? Obvious, yeah. You're really preaching to the choir over here. Like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the Flyers have not really uh, had a good week. They they lost poorly to the Blues yesterday. And then... Third um, or sixth game losing streak of the season. What, God, was, the point, what was the point of keeping... I mean, I granted Martin Jones leaks like a fucking sieve, but what was the point of keeping him out of the net for them to score that other goal? Eh. I, I they were going to mount a comeback, Phyllis. They were oh, getting okay. ready. It was like 15 uh, seconds left. They could have scored three goals. <laughs> Dan, are you drinking again? Not yet. <laughs> no, but we probably should be. Yeah, yeah. Do, they, do they lose again tomorrow? I don't I think they play Saturday. They play tomorrow? Oh, no. No, I'm like, I, so I'm asking. I'm playing until Saturday. They oh, play thank the God. Caps okay. on Saturday, so, oh, Edmonton okay. and Minnesota next week. So get ready to get blown out of the water. Oh, by... Thankfully, I can't watch the game Saturday. So hmm. it'll be good. But I'm actually going to the game oh, against the Wild even. next week with my friends. Oh. Um, so that'll be fun to watch us get our teeth absolutely kicked in. Oh, by the wild, yeah, and we, uh, yeah, just Saturday, really scared. Yeah, Saturday's a twelve thirty start. Jesus. Well, even that would have been a twelve thirty Saturday start would have been a better focal point for Pride Night. That's true. Like, I, I, yeah, better than three p.m. on a Monday where not everybody gets off. And I did not have off, and just in case my actual manager is listening, I was not. Ha ha. 
watching the game on my iPad while I worked. Um, ha ha. Cough, but, cough, wink, wink. Yeah. I recall, like, going, okay, 3 o'clock. All right, fine. I get done work at 4.30. I'm just going to have to, like, cheat for an hour and a half. No big deal. But I had a meeting at 3 o'clock, which really kind of sucked. Um, but I'm, like, checking the game before, and I'm like, wait a minute. Friday night at 3 o'clock on a, fr- on a, on a Monday. The okay. optimal time. Yeah. And against the the Canes, who signed Tony D'Angelo. Yes. And when he Tony D'Angelo, if I'm not mistaken, got put on waivers by the Rangers. And when the team that defended the statement, Hextall go by a Porsche, feels a player is beyond redemption. Really? <laughs> they they cut him. They waived Tony D'Angelo after defending the signs that said Hexel go buy a Porsche and Pelly Lindbergh's coffin with the Stanley Cup in it. This is the team that defended that when they say, yeah, you know what? You're a little too homophobic for us, bud. You're a little too controversial. That's probably a, a hit and a half for any team's ass that this guy should not be playing a professional sport. And yet the Canes signed him. Yep. Uh, please explain to me why he has a job in professional sports at all. Let alone a, as you so nicely pointed out, Dan, a Chick Fil A. I could not believe they had the balls to put a Chick Fil A sponsored fun fact about Tony D'Angelo on Pride Night. And again, I was just the icing on the cake. I was on a call where mute was my friend because I remember slapping mute on that and like screaming out loud, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Thank God. Again, I know how to work mute quite well. <laughs> while I'm on call. Seriously. It is your friend, especially when you have stupid teammates, which I do. Um, anyway, I like screamed that out and to see Dan tweeted that I was just like, Oh, I'm glad I'm not the only one who found that absolutely ridiculous because not only is D'Angelo homophobic to my understanding, he's also racist. Yes. And again, this is the, again, this is the person that the Ranger, Sean Avery, Hexel go by Porsche. The Ranger said, no, thanks. We're good, bud. And this is the fun fact you're going to put up. It's bad enough. The flyers, are hand-in-hand hand with Chick-fil-A. And if you're not familiar with Chick-fil-A and what they do, I am. Because I was married to an African-American man and my divorce had nothing to do with his skin. It had to do with the fact that he couldn't keep his dick in his pants. So do not tell me I'm racist because whatever color you are, keep your dick in your pants when you're married to me. Um, but Chick-fil-A sponsors the Westboro Baptist Church. And if you're not familiar with them, go look them up. They literally will pick it interracial marriages they will not any church that accepts funds from the westboro baptist church will not marry african-american couples they will not they refuse to do so because they get money from the westboro baptist church these people also picket the funerals of homosexual soldiers who have died obviously in service of their country this church feels the right that they should picket their funerals to let people know that they're gay. That's who the Flyers are in bed with, with Chick-fil-A. And it sickens me beyond belief every time I see any Chick-fil-A fun back. The Flyers could score 12 goals. I am not going to get that free Chick-fil-A sandwich. I do not eat there. I do not eat my chicken basted in hate. They, Chick-fil-A can kiss my ass. They just can. So I, I was as appalled as you were, Dan, at how 
Pride Night was handled. So it's not just Chick-fil-A. Comcast found this one out. Donated to Dennis Baxley, the anti-LGBTQ Florida Republican pushing the Don't Say Gay bill, as well as various oh, other ones, oh. not only in Florida, but across the country on similar bills. Nice! Yes. Yeah! This, this is... This is who owns the Flyers, Dan, and we're shocked that they're not doing Gay Pride Night, right? Yeah, I know. It's crazy, isn't it? I I mean, like, with stuff like that, like, I'd rather them just, like, not have a Pride Night at all. Mm -hmm. I cannot believe when I put that article up and the response I got from someone in the organization boiled down to, screw you, we did it right, you're just angry because you have a vendetta against us, that you don't like the front office, you don't like how this team is managed, and it's like, I can't believe they had, that night was supposed to be for me, for us, for what we are, and you're telling me that I can't be upset that you fucked it up. It's unbelievable what I got that. If you have a if you have a night dedicated to like a specific niche group of people and like they're telling you that you did it wrong, you can't you say no I did it right. <laughs> like if you like, have a vegetarian does... night and you're handing out cheeseburgers as you go into the building, like you probably fucked that up. But no, we did it right. They're fucking impossible whoppers, you know. Just like fuck off. If they if they did they're having Marvel night next week, if they if they gave out like Luke Skywalker bobbleheads, people would be like, You did it wrong. And I'm like, No, it's it's science, sci-fi superhero. We did it right. They probably would issue an apology though over Luke Skywalker being handed out on a Marvel night. Because, like, you know what, Katie? So you pointed that out. I didn't have any fucking clue what the difference was. I do have a 20-year-old son, I should, but he's not a geek. (laughs) There's a very big difference. I know. My ex-boyfriend schooled me on it once, and I was like, wait a minute, don't you watch Harry Potter 2? Shut up, okay? Please try to convince me. <laughs> oh, that's me. another one. <laughs> Please fucking try to convince me you're 40 years old watching Harry Potter movies, okay? But anyway. Whoa, 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 whoa. Phyllis, there's a lot of things I'm going to tolerate. I do not tolerate any Harry Potter slander on this show. You're 24. I- I'm going to let you slide. He's you know what? When I'm 40, I may still be watching and them. Who knows? They're nostalgic. They'll be remade by then. Together, he also still plays with Legos. My, as my son would point out on a regular basis, mommy plays with Legos. You can do better. Shot on this one. My child was right. I can do better. You also <laughs> like medicine-flavored milkshakes. So, you know... Um, <laughs> You know what, Phyllis? Mint-flavored foods are superior. I'm sorry you don't have taste. I have a lot of taste, and I taste where's grace when i need her she needs to def- she needs to gang up on you with me about yeah, mint. you guys can be wrong together uh, you know if i want mint i i will brush my teeth thank you <laughs> that's what that tastes like but it would be like what they did on gay pride night would be akin to having black history month night Sponsored by Kentucky Fried Chicken and Popeyes. It's just tone deaf yeah. and idiotic. Yep. And Dan I, I, and Dan and Katie, I understand that I am not in that LBTQ community. I was, however, married to a black man. And I do have a child who is considered mixed. And I hate that term more than I can ever possibly express. And I watched my child be discriminated against by his white friends telling him he wasn't white. And his black friends saying he wasn't black enough. My child got called a nappy head. My child shaved his own head the day before his kindergarten and birthday pictures, um, which I had to cancel. That's the only year I don't have birthday pictures of my child. 
he got called a brownie while he was in utero. And that woman, the woman who said I was carrying a brownie was then confused as to why I did not invite her to my baby shower. So I- Gee, I, I wonder why. Yeah, really. We're, again, Cal Surprise, we're shocked. Really? You called my kid a brownie and they're so cute. I just love those little mixed up babies that are brownies. Oh no. My blood still chills when and boils when I think about that day. And my kid is 20 years old. So I- People just not think before they speak. No, they do not. They don't. The Flyers did not think before they put on Pride Night at three o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday or on a Monday, rather. <laughs> yeah. They just didn't think. And then I, I know, Dan, they said something up to you about they tweeted out a picture or a video of uh, Oscar Lindblom, who, yes. by the way, is a, a big a big proponent of the LGBTQ community. He is very vocal about his support. And I love him dearly about him taping his stick with the the pride tape, the rainbow tape. And under And the replies that, of that tweet are the just replies. the most vile shit you've ever read. Yep. And if you think Twitter was bad, go on Instagram where there's not a character limit and look at that post on Instagram. I believe it. My blood curdled. Yep. And they did not delete the tweets. They did not. I report, I went through, I spent like a half an hour the other day reporting people for those and reporting those <laughs> One of them got removed. Doing the Lord's work, Phyllis. Yeah, really. (laughs) You're doing the Lord's work. And the only one that got, seriously, the only one that got removed because it violated Twitter rules was the one that used the actual word F-A-G-G-O-T. That was the only one that got removed by Twitter. And I'm like, really? And they gave me all these stupid excuses that, because you know how you get your reports back? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, We did not feel that this violated Twitter rules. Really? Okay. You don't want gay stuff shoved down your throat like a dick? That doesn't violate Twitter rules. I, w- I was perplexed. I guess not. Yeah, so no. I, it was just, it was, yeah, it was just done so badly. What's so mind-boggling to me is that, like, they told you that they did it right when quite literally having a, just having a Pride Night is, like, the absolute bare minimum. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. I, That's what they fair, did. It was I, the bare minimum. I didn't minimum. watch the game. I didn't watch the game. Like I said, I was at work. I watched like the last five minutes. Um, <laughs> but from like what I could gather, correct me if I'm wrong. Only about half of the players use pride tape in the warm up. Yes, only half of them. And then you know, immediately after the game, you know, once the game started, it was all back to the regular tape. Mm-hmm. They didn't do warm up jerseys. Nope. And yeah. all they pretty much did was just had like the Flyers logo and pride colors, and then they had those half ass t shirts that you can buy in the store. Like you want the is, official uh, thing here? He sent me the press release of all the amazing, wonderful. Things they do. And they have they have some of the things available to be auctioned, which like to their credit is good. What are they gonna auction, Katie? Um, it's I think it's some twelve sticks. sticks. The twelve sticks of the players that use the pride tape, because not all of them did. And then a few autographed pucks, but there's nothing special about the pucks. They're just regular pucks that are autographed. Yeah. That was the last time I checked. I was up there. Um, this is the post. But, but like, know. it was still like the most half-assed pride night that they did, and. Like, I don't think they get that we're complaining because we want them to be better. Yeah, I, like I, we're hold, we're trying to hold them accountable and say, hey, we as your target audience for this do not feel that you adequately had a Pride Night up to the standards of the ones that are being held around the league. Yes, it's and, like if they did a good job 
I would tell I you would tell that you did that. a good job. Yeah. This like, isn't yeah, just me yeah. being salty because I hate the Flyers. I hate the Flyers because you do dumb shit like this and think you fucking ended homophobia across the world, you know? Like, <laughs> so what they did, they had Mark Siegel drop the puck, who the 45th anniversary of the Philly Gay News this year. Uh, okay. Somebody rang the bell or beat the drum or whatever the fuck they're doing these days for the intro. They made a... $5,000 donation to You Can Play on You Can Play Night, again, bare only minimum. 5000 Yes, $5,000. You're kidding me. And they donated four tickets for 12 games for various charities uh, LGBTQ-related in Philly. Four tickets. I'm betting they, uh, you're hanging on to the That's ceiling. what I said, they're in the rafters. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're in the like, assembly room. That was it. That, there's a 1,300-word <laughs> press release here, and that was it. Less than 200 words of actual stuff that they did. And what mm. did your article... Can, are you going to repost your article that you put up, Dan? I think it's up right now. I've oh, put it, it up okay. and taken it down a couple times. I think it's currently up right now. I must have been checking, you know, on those you have taken it down kind of moments. So I can Yeah, I, I checked... The, when I checked the site yesterday, it wasn't up. That's why I asked you to send it to me. Yeah, it's up right now. <laughs> okay. I'll check it out after the... Um, because I will retweet the shit out of that. Because... All I want is to be proud of this team. And to a, to a point, I'm always going to be proud of this team because of the history of this team. And one of the responses that really, really got under my skin to that Oscar Lindblom tweet was that the Flyers are afraid to alienate the people who buy the tickets. The straight, rich white dudes. Yep. Yeah, basically. Um, who sit there on their phones during the game and that you need you have sucked so bad this season you need to bring new fans and you need to make a change you should be you embracing need, anybody that'll yeah. take you at this point not only yes. that but i bet those same people are not saying a damn thing when they have military appreciation night I, that, or any of those with other warm-up jerseys by the way the military night had with warm-up, warm-up jerseys, jerseys yeah. that you, and they actually sell those jerseys yep like, they auction them off yep no, no, no. They actually, they will, you can get a replica. You can buy them. Yeah. You can buy them in the store. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can buy them I didn't in know the that. Store. I thought they just auctioned off the regular jerseys. No, you can. Holy I mean, like, they, uh, well, they auction off like the warm up jerseys, but yeah, you can buy replicas of those military jerseys at the store. I've seen them every single game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can <laughs> feel the blood start to get angry again. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Yep, they do. They do that for the the military night. Hockey fights uh, cancer. I've I seen the St. Patrick's Day's ones. Yeah. I don't think that, I don't know if they make them anymore, but like back in the day when they did, I saw some of those yeah. flying around. They used to do the uh, lighted up blue for autism. I have um, a replica lighted up blue for autism sweater. I mean, if you're going to do an autism sweater, like I didn't get any of the player worn ones, but I had the autism sweater. Yeah. Um, you're going to do that. You're going to sell hockey. Part of it is, like, not only was it, like, just a subpar Pride Night compared to everything else in the league, but it also feels so hollow when, like you said, they had the Chick-fil-A nugget of the game featuring Tony D'Angelo. And, like you mentioned earlier, the Comcast CEO is donating to these prominent Florida Republicans that are pushing this Don't Say Gay bill, which is is actually going to affect people's lives and stuff. So the company I work for, they have this thing called PAC, Political Action, something or other. They want you to donate a percentage of your pay each pay period to this, and they get to decide what they spend it on. What? Yeah. 
Oh, um, I know. Sorry. They can put it on their tax Holy write-off. Shit. Don't do that. Donate donate your money yourself. Exactly. That's what this Oh, well, you can write it off as a tax donation. Yeah, and you're going to, like, they supported, go figure, a bunch of rich white guys that, you know, they supported Trump. I'm like, if you, really? No. So, like, I, I just. You want to take art. money from me to support Trump. No, thank you. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, yeah. I'm terribly sorry. No, I am not supporting any Republican. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, but it, the, the thing with all of this is, and I, you know, I, I get why he said you just hate the team because, like, I'm critical on everything, but, like, this is just another one of those things. It's just another fucking kick in the dick, you know? One more thing they fucked up in a long line of shit they fucked up this year and the last years and the last five, ten years. It's just one more thing, you know? And the thing, like, I listened to your podcast. I listened to your, and Shane was a fireside. Yes. Fireside. Yeah, fireside. I didn't realize, and I'm sorry, Dan, I, I really kind of suck at getting an article in a week, but I try. You do five articles a week to promote the Flyers. Yes. For free. Yes. For free to promote the team that just kicked you in the teeth. Yes. With Pride Night. You spend, I don't know how many hours a week doing that. I don't know how many hours either, and I don't want to know. know. I'm going to get real angry. <laughs> I know you talk to me an hour and a half a week on this podcast. <laughs> and then you do the one with Shane, and you do the one with Noah, where you are apoplectic on a regular basis. <laughs> like, like, this man is risking stroke to support your team, to put out a podcast, you know, and, and seriously, almost have a stroke. Yeah. And you are kicking him in the teeth, telling him he should be happy for the crumbs that you are throwing him when you are donating to a horrible, horrible Republican Party. I wouldn't be surprised if somewhere along the line, Comcast funneled money to the Westboro Baptist Church, which, by the way, as a church, has a tax exempt status. Yep. So this particular church that pickets the funerals of gay soldiers who have died in service of their country doesn't pay any fucking taxes. Um, yeah, swallow that one along with some other stuff that they're asking you to swallow. <laughs> but um, all pun intended, Katie. Thank you for catching it. <laughs> Every now and then, um, my my sixth but um, humor is appreciated. <laughs> I'm amongst my people. It's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. You know, after it was like one of the few games this season I actually had an interest in going to. And I knew they were going to screw it up anyway, but, like, I actually was not able to go because I had work. Yeah, because they picked a middle-of-the-day game, a middle-of-the-day on a weekday. So then they can say, oh, well, nobody came to Pride Night, so nobody cares about it. No shit. It's the same thing, like, with the Paul Holmgren and Ron Hextall nobody, nobody in that building. There was less than usual, and they're already drawing less than half a building. There was nobody in there on Monday. It's 3 o'clock on a Monday, regardless of if it was a holiday. Who gets that day off, by the way? Who gets President's Day off besides, like, the post office? Who gets that? Because I sure as fuck don't. My sister and my dad both got off. Where do they work? My sister sister works at a PR agency, and my dad works for a bank. Well, bank. Banks, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and my brother had I assume most schools were closed, but other than that, like, anybody with a real job probably didn't get off for President's Day. Like, I don't even get Martin Luther King Day off. I, I don't get that off either. I get the big six. I get Christian. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I get, like, the big six. If they make you close, like, if the government forces you to close, that's when I'm home. Now, granted, I work from home. And, again, may or may not have had my iPad tuned to the game. 
um, via the my sports app, you know, the my team sports app. Uh, but my boss doesn't need to know that. <laughs> so, Phyllis's manager, if you're listening to this, she definitely did not watch the game. She did I not. Can, I can I can vouch. Yeah, thank you, Katie. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so anyway. What else do we want to talk about, Katie? What were our other topics? You know, I think the thing that infuriated me most about the game yesterday is that, so I got there right before puck drop. And just for funsies, I logged into FanDuel to see what I could bet on. And and I looked, I was like, hmm, should I bet on Braden Shen or Vladimir Tarasenko to score a goal tonight? And the Blues are going to gonna win? I yeah. was like, no. <laughs> oh, just, Katie. And I, lo and behold, those were the first two goal scorers for the Blues. And I was like, son of a You should know bitch. better at this point. <laughs> I know, I should know better. I should know better. Next time, I'm not going to second guess it. Because the winnings weren't that big. So I was like, does it really matter? Was there a bet available for Patrick Brown scoring a goal? Because I'm thinking the odds on that one would have been able to, like, pay off my mortgage if I had bet that. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. When Jerry Mayhew and Patrick Brown are your offense, and again, beautiful goal by Oscar Limbaugh, and we are just wasting him. And I'm hearing people say, oh, he's not living up to expectations. Fuck you. He's I've been hearing that all of... year. Those fucking people are dumb. I know. Fuck you. Go through chemotherapy. I watched my best friend go through chemotherapy. She is, how old is my kid? Two, five. 15 years outside of chemotherapy. She still has chemo-related anemia that she has to take blood transfusions for. 15 years later. Granted, she's a little older than Oscar Lindblom and probably less healthy to begin with. But he is a year outside of chemotherapy. Sit down and shut the fuck up. You want to trade him while trade good value is high? Sit down and shut up. You're a worse GM than fucking Chuck Fletcher, if that's what you think. <laughs> and that's a pretty shitty GM, in my opinion, because he traded who, Katie? Who did he trade? Who was his first trade? His three first years ago today was the stadium series game. I know. Three yeah. years ago today. That means three years ago tomorrow, Wayne Simmons got tra- traded. Well, I don't know. Yeah, three years ago tomorrow. Yeah. No. Was that the, it was, it was his last game in Philadelphia, but I don't, was tomorrow. I think, well, I think it was like a couple days later or something. Later, like that. Yeah, I don't because remember, it was the trade but... deadline. It was his last game because they had off. Maybe the next day. I don't know. That game was only three years ago. It feels yeah. like, I thought it was like four or five. I thought it was, I thought it was like four years ago. Yeah. It's three years ago. And you know how I know? Cause that is Miss Thing who was knocking shit off the <laughs> counter as we speak. It's her adoptiversary. We actually adopted her huh. the day of the stadium series. She was originally going to be named after TK. A kitty, but she's a ginger, so we named her after Claude Giroux instead. After that goal, you kind of had to. Yeah, kind of, yeah. We kind of had to change it after his, yeah, we, we kind of had to change it. So As you should. And that was, her, that was her first experience with, okay, when mommy is watching the crazy black and orange people on the TV, I need to go hide in the bedroom because I screamed <laughs> at that goal. Relatively certain my whole development heard it. She jumped out of her kitty tower and looked at me like, I hate you. You may be <laughs> And that is when she began to love on my son more than me. So that goal is like one of the few moments in my life where I can vividly, I could vividly feel my soul like leaving my body. Yeah. And watch like it, it, it was, it was really just an out of body experience watching him score that goal and seeing the place go absolutely nuts. Yeah. It was so cool. Probably one of my favorite game experiences ever. Actually, you you were at the game, right? I yeah. 
I watched that game. When the tying goal got scored, they went in on uh, Crosby's Crosby and Malkin spaces. That was seriously one of the best moments of my life. I remember at that. Yeah. Seeing their faces just all <laughs> shocked because it was Voracek that scored. That was it. Voracek mm-hmm. scored the tie. Yeah, the for, tie. I think Voracek scored um, the tie. It was yeah. It was Couturier that scored before that. You know to get them to one goal and then shortly right after. But yeah. Crosby's face in that moment, I could live to be a million. I don't think I would see anything more beautiful. And I've seen my, I saw my child born, and I'm relatively certain Crosby's face in that moment is close to the beauty of my child. Beauty of my child a little bit higher. Um, but Crosby's face was just beautiful. So. Oh, yeah, three man. years ago. Yeah, three years ago today. I remember when they put up, when, when they showed the uh, coverage on the Miked series. Because they, they did the mic'd up thing. They yeah. um, you, I watched the game, but then they did the mic'd up and they put up like they put up Wayne Simmons because he gave his stick away at the end of the game. And they put on the, the screen, Wayne Simmons was traded the following day. And I just So remember, I was right, it is tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wanna say he was traded was I think so, was traded. This was his last I'm gonna game. Look this up. Let's look this up. <laughs> Yeah, look it up for me. Yeah, we're sorry. Well, I have to cry again tomorrow, Dan, because I cried today seeing that this was this, this was three I, years they ago. Put, they put a clip of uh, that on Twitter. I think it was the Flyers' Twitter, and it was when Giroux scored the goal. Then he went over to Simmons and goes, whatever happens, I love you, man. And I'm like, oh, yeah. right in the fucking field. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> and I just remember, like, crying. I remember watching that and crying. Oh, I was. I was, like, bawling my eyes out. Then they go and they show the locker room coverage. Um, where they gave him the, you know, they gave him, what were they doing, the helmet at that time? The, you know, mm-hmm. they were doing the helmet and, you know, and I, I'm just, and they, then what's his face? John Clark interviews him leaving, you know, leaving the stadium. And they're it putting was that the up. next day. The 23rd was the, was the stadium day. series. The trade deadline was the 24th. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I get to cry tomorrow again, too. And, you know, wear yeah. away the men's jersey. I, cause I don't have like four of them. Um, maybe I'll wear his Toronto Maple Leaf sweater tomorrow, bastard. Do you have a Nashville one? No, that's the only one because that is puke yellow. That's the only <laughs> one I don't have yet. That is the ugliest piece of shit. I remember when they came out, I, when Nashville, you know, was given a franchise and they showed that sweater and I'm like, oh, that is one got- of the few jerseys I don't own because the color is so stupid. It's uh, it's almost okay. The only one there's a couple jerseys sweaters that are really really bad. The Kings Easter bunny jerseys, the purple and yellow from mm. the eighties. Yeah, they were hideous. And then the Gorton's Fisherman Islanders from I want to say the late early eighties. Those or early are popping. <laughs> Both of those oh, are so good. Those are the most ninety jerseys. <laughs> I seriously, I have friends that are Islanders fans and bought those things. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You bought the Gordon's Fisherman sweater. I have some fish sticks in my refrigerator. You want to just like cut that box out and throw that shit on a sweater it would have been cheaper. And I feel fun. like I would hate the Predators color scheme a lot less if, if the yellow was the secondary color and not the primary. Yeah. Like if it was the blue and white with the yellow and like the yellow jersey there they wear is like their like. It's like just, their alternate jersey. Like I wouldn't hate that. It's just baby diarrhea yellow. That is like you know you know when that comes out that your kid is sick. Oh okay, maybe we should go for that. <laughs> 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 your kid 
the thing about Morgan Frost failing to develop properly is that I don't think that that is an isolated issue. No. It's not just Morgan Frost failing to develop properly. It's everybody that they have drafted in like the last five years. If not longer. Yeah. And then you've got the strange cl- people. The other thing that people are bringing up, about, but look at Ivan Ratcliffe. A, he's what, seven foot tall? He's huge mm. because he's having such a great bring up to the Flyers. So people will play devil's advocate with that. Well, oh, it can't be the development. It's got to be a player. No, you've got one kid who somehow managed to fight through that development because it's just awful. Again, look at Ivan Provorov, how good he could be. Um, who else? I mean, and we... And sometimes it's both. Sometimes yeah. it's just like, sometimes the player like just isn't as maybe isn't as good as we all thought they were going to be and maybe it's the organization like I don't think it's like one side is clearly in the wrong here versus the other but it it has just been the most disheartening thing to watch and I've been a really big like defender of Morgan Frost for a long time but I am I am willing to admit when I'm wrong I don't think you are (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I was a big defender of him, and I was like, he's going to develop into something really, really great. And once the wheels started to come off, you know, that's, you know, I was like, okay, we'll give him some time. But then time passed and nothing changed. Like, he's just a dude. You know, that's that's what happens with most players that are drafted in mm-hmm. in the NHL. Like, that's just what happens, is that they, you know, become somebody who plays in your, like, bottom six, middle six, in best case scenario, unless you're drafting in the top in the first round. You know, you hope to find, like, those diamond in the rough kind of guys, but those are very few and far between. Let's look at what we did to Nolan Patrick. Yes, he had concussion issues, but he had there were more issues with this team. I don't know why he wanted off this team so badly. I would love to talk to him. I really would. I don't know, like, if I could get an interview with him. But, hey, Dan, can you work that out? Because you guys, you can get interviews. Um, don't I'll that, see what I can do. Talk to, talk to somebody in Vegas. you got connections. Yeah. Um, you know, that guy that sent you that press release, see if he's got a connection. Oh, yeah. I'm sure, he wants to talk I'm to sure you he's really looking forward to talk to me again. What's funny, the first time... I heard from him a couple months ago. He's like, you know, we should meet up with the, we'll grow, get a beer, you know, after the game, we'll meet up. I think that offers off the table these days. Yeah. <laughs> is that, is that the same focus group guy without like names? Mm-hmm. Like you, okay. Yeah. This is the same guy that I've been in contact with for the past couple months. Yeah. Okay. So, but look at what we did to Nolan Patrick. And again, were the fans rough on him? Yes. I was a big proponent of his because I have suffered from concussions and migraines on several occasions. And, People were, oh, it's a headache. Man up and play the game, Nolan Patch. So I don't know if it was the fans. I don't know if it was the medical staff. I don't know if it was the development staff. But Nolan Patrick had way more potential than we ever saw. He just did. He, he really just did. But, like, even even if, say, Hextall, like, had followed the advice of the scout and drafted Kale McCarr. Do you think he would look anything like he does in Colorado no, right I, now? Because it's it's n- he would not look like that here. I think he would. I think he's a guy with enough natural talent that he would look just fine here. I honestly don't think there really is anybody with enough natural talent. I mean, I guess it on the team HL. I mean, the, the Avs Col- are a much Colorado better team. Colorado has more talent, overall. so he definitely exactly. looks yeah. a lot better yeah, he there. He looks better out there 
here, but talent-wise, I think he's one of those guys that would be just fine uh, in this oh, situation. Does he have talent? Yeah, but is he going to perform the way he couldn't? He doesn't have the, like, if you take a cog out of, you know, and put it out of a really well-oiled machine and throw it into a shitty, rusty, 50-year-old machine, it is not going to be that well-oiled cog. That it, and it's not going to perform the same way. And that's Kel McCarr. He is in a good organization. He's got supporting parts that help him. And he's obviously got a staff that supports him. And that's where it goes back to what poisoned this well? How far down does this go? When you look at what they're doing to their fans, to their the team, to their young talent, it is poison. It is just it's spreading and spreading and spreading. And you have results like the empty Wells Fargo Center on a regular basis. And but where does that where's that poison coming from? Do you think it's coming from the staff, Katie? I think it's been building for years. It has. Yeah. This is not something that happened overnight. I, I think a lot of things changed when Ron Hextall took over and when Ed Snyder died. And yeah. a lot of that stuff built up over the years and that see that's why the group of prospects the Hextall draft picks from 2014 to 2018 I think all of those guys are more or less lost cause because they were in the middle of this I do think mm-hmm. Fletcher's done a much better job drafting than than Fletcher did I think he is changing the system he got rid of Gordon he got rid of his assistants he started to change things up you know you you promoted the change a little bit I think it's too far too little too late for a lot of the people that were already there, the Frosts and Rubsovs, you know, and, and whatnot, those guys are lost causes. But I do think now it's about kind of building that up for the next generation of players, the Tyson Forsters, the Igor Zamulas, the, you know, Bobby Brinks and the people that are going to be here in the future and try and build something up again with them and start over. I think that's where they're at. I think we're still just kind of getting the effects of the Hextall era bullshit that's still kind of spilling over because it hasn't been totally washed out yet. Yeah, also tended to draft a lot of the same kind of like 200 foot player. He, he, he was took risks in the first a, round and yeah. was safe 200 foot players in the second round. That's why you yeah. have guys like Jay O'Brien and German Rubsov. German Rubsov, the best season of his entire hockey career, he was on the juice for, for Christ's sake. You know, like, of course, a kid on 17, 16, 17 years old on steroids is going to look fucking yeah. good. You yeah. Idiot. Yeah. Like, yeah. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Yeah. So it's just, it was just, it was rough drafting. And Frost, I just, he had a rough transition. And some players don't succeed just because he had a good junior career. And that was the problem is his junior career was great. And people really talked him up and they put a lot of stock in this guy being something that he wasn't. And he's undersized. He's not a big dude. He's not overly physical. He wasn't overly strong defensively. I was in Lehigh Valley in 1920 as a season ticket holder. I saw him every <laughs> night and was horribly disappointed. More often than not. Right before they shit at the fan in March, there were a few games where I'm like, this guy looks like a star. And then he came back the following year and destroyed his shoulder and fucked all that up and, you know, was rebuilding through that. So I just think it's a mixture of two, the, the expectations were too high and he just wasn't that guy. Some players don't make it, you know, look yeah. up any draft at the 17 to 30 pick. I don't know what the hell was Frost, 22 or something like that overall in that mix. Like, those guys yeah, don't regularly become stars. It's not, it's just because you had such high expectations for Frost, I think this is why people are getting so angry and this is such a, a hot topic. But, you know, a lot of Hextall's first round picks did make the NHL. 
you know, the Sanheim, Konechny, uh, Provorov. Patrick was here. You know, that was a different reason for a different thing. But a lot of those guys made it. It was the later picks, the second and third round picks and, that really fucked up. But beyond that, and, like, eh. When you, when you think about, though, the development, Sanheim, he shows moments of pure brilliance where I go, oh, my God. This kid is amazing. Yeah. And then he just like shits the bed. And yeah. it can literally be on the same shift. Yeah. <laughs> it literally can be on the same yeah. shift. Uh, you're like, oh, what a great, you know. And then he'll, he'll pot a laser and, sc- and score a beautiful goal. He scored one the other day. And I was, and then I'll be like, where, where has this been? Yeah. And you got, have to wonder, is he being developed properly? It's like any, it's just like any other employer employee relationship there's a sign that i got written up for for having in my cubicle back when i worked in an office that said um the 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 worst thing a good employee can see is you tolerating the bad behavior of a bad employee i got written up for having that in my cubicle i happen to think it's the truth Mm -hmm. but you you've got to be able to develop your talent as a manager and if you tolerate bad behavior and if you tolerate crap and you promote crap, that's what you're gonna get. If you like promote lazy, cause look at Travis again, Travis Konechny is a, is a, is a, he's, I, I still like another that. one. The Travi, when you, I swear. The Travi. When you put that up, Katie, I spit whatever alcoholic beverage I was, <laughs> I spit it across the room. I'm like sitting there and, and here comes Dexter. I think he's Yeah, here up. he is. He's like, I'm done. Um, but I, I spit alcohol like it was alcohol abuse, <laughs> and I blamed you. But the I'm tra- sorry. The Travi. The Travi are a perfect example of where I feel there has been management not just not taking things seriously, and not and, and allowing bad behavior. You have got JBR, and again, I'm I'm sorry, James Van Reams. Like you could be the most wonderful person in the world, and I know you just bred another child and. You're probably not getting any sleep, any sex, or any hot food, and I apologize because I know that. Um, but when they were benching people, when they were putting people in the press box because they weren't having good games, can anyone please tell me why the fuck JVR stayed on the bench? He skates in slow motion 80% of the time like, oh, here's the puck. Maybe I should go get it. Meanwhile, the, the, the opposing team has, like, gotten the puck and scored a goal. And he I saw Keith play. Yandel chase after a puck yesterday, and I literally could not believe it. <laughs> I know. I was shocked. He scored a goal the other day. I about passed out. But when he came up, when, when like, that first couple weeks of the season, he looked great because the rest of the team looked great. But JVR always, in his first stint with the Flyers, yes, he will stand in front of the net and get the crap kicked out of him. He makes $8 million a year. Get the crap kicked out of you. But away from the puck and away from his quote-unquote office. Um, worthless. Worthless, yeah. Human traffic cone. And he did not get benched once. So when Travis Konechny goes, well, fuck it. He sees that. They're not benching JVR. But that, but then they benched him. And I will give you, Travis Konechny has his shortcomings. As a general rule. Playing with fire or like playing with some spark is not one of his issues. He is always out there yakking and pissing people off and causing problems. That's the only thing he. That's the only thing he does. He pisses me off. Well, yeah, he pissed, but 
It's more than JVR does most nights. JVR's like, you know, he's like skirting, you know, skating circles in the corner while the play is at the other end of the ice. And not I moving. mean, Travis Konechny's not moving fast either. He's so lazy out there. And again, he sees JVR getting $8 million a year and not getting benched. I have, I have a teammate who I'm relatively certain doesn't listen to this, who honestly, we, we work an eight and a half hour day. I am lucky if she shows as active an hour a day, meaning like, you know, we have to be on IM at all times, like Skype IM, uh, whatever the hell they're put us on now. And you know how your, your little avatar turns a different color, like it's red if you're missing, yeah. it's sure. yellow yeah. if you're away. She literally is available or green an hour a day, if I'm lucky. So there are days when I go, fuck it, there's a Flyers game on. I've been busting my ass. I don't clock in till 8 o'clock. I've been busting my ass since 7.15. I'm going to put the Flyers game on. That's Travis Konechny watching JVR. It's just... Like, he watches JVR get $8 million a year to skate circles in the corner while the other team is down the other end of the ice scoring fucking goals like crazy. Why would you work hard? I feel like – and I I think that that right there is the crux of the problem. Yes. I feel like the Flyers roster just has a complacency issue. Yes. Like, they're okay with just, you know, going out there – Trying They're if just they can, friends, a bunch of dudes. A couple times a week, yeah. we go out and skate like it's a fucking you know, beer you league. You know, t- t- yeah. taking their taking their money and going. It's like, yeah, we'll play games, and you know, if we win, we win. If we lose, we lose. And nobody holds nobody each other re- accountable. Nobody seems to care. Yeah. Nobody wants to hold anybody accountable, and that's the problem. And then you get a guy like Jerry Mayhew, who everybody I know makes fun of, but God damn it, he's trying. Like he is skating hard. Every I shit. love Mayhew. They better resign him to eight by eight contract at the end of this year. <laughs> give him, give him the Sean Couturier deal. Yes, yeah. I would yeah. much rather pay Gary Mayhew Sean Couturier's contract than I would Sean Couturier. <laughs> right now, yeah, because he's because more often than not, I find myself looking at the game and I'm like, wow, the only people who are trying are Jerry Mayhew, Zach McEwen, and Scott Lawton. Yeah. yeah, like how many, how many, how many nights this season have we watched games and said that? And God forbid, I suggested suggested that if Claude Giroux gets traded, and I'm I, I like literally go down on my knees every day, please keep keep him, keep him, keep him. I literally pray. I don't think it's going to work. That if Claude Giroux, because I got asked if Claude Giroux gets traded, who would you want as captain? I said Scott Lawton. You might have thought I said Damian the Omen Child or some shit. <laughs> With the reaction that I got. <laughs> Said Pennywise the Clown. Pennywise, yeah. Pennywise, they probably would I And I love me some Pennywise, man. My cat hates him, though. It's funny. Um, you would have thought that I said some shit like that. I was just like, guys, Scott Lawton at least tries. It's not like I said bring Sean Avery back and, you know, put him on the flyers. Or... Sean Avery is back. He just signed a contract. I I can't even believe that. That's a whole different can of fucking orbs. I know. It's like, really? Um, who's he going to call sloppy seconds today? Wait, he said that? Yeah. yeah. Dion Phaneuf's wife. Yeah. Yeah. The hell was her name? I don't think I was a Flyers fan at this point. Alicia Cuthbert. Okay, yeah, she Cuthbert, was on a show right. I love called, called The Ranch. I absolutely adore that show. I didn't know this, T. Yeah. I wasn't a Flyers fan at this time. See? Yeah, the old folks, we know. We yeah. might. We might. use our walkers and canes to get to the game, but we know this stuff. Yeah, he called her sloppy seconds. In a news conference. Uh, yeah. Gary mm-hmm. Bettman has No. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh my the God. The team went, yeah, we're done with you, motherfucker. And yep. team, Gary Bettman suspended him. The only time I ever applauded anything Gary Bettman did. Mm-hmm. Anything. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty good stuff. More <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like, seriously, Dion Phaneuf, I hate him, but it's not like he couldn't whip Sean Avery's ass. You know, like, if you're yeah. gonna say some shit about that kind of stuff. I mean, it's basically... Do you remember, Dan, when Danny Breer, when, was it Sean Avery? I forget who it was. Somebody mouthed off about his wife fucking his kid's um, hockey coach. It was, it was, it was a Buffalo Sabre. I don't remember who it was, but like, that's the kind of shit, like he didn't even, yeah, I remember that. And Danny Breer just like flattened him. And when you get flattened by five foot seven, Danny Breer. Yeah. <laughs> like like when just- Travis Sanheim got pummeled by five foot four, Nathan Gerby. That is still my favorite play I've ever seen when Nathan Gerby trucked Claude Jurat and then kicked the shit out of Travis Sanheim. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck was he eating or drinking before the game? Come here, Travis! Like, <laughs> like I'm going to beat you in the knees. Like yeah, five I mean, feet like tall, scrappy, Travis Sanheim's like six. wins the fight. It's like, what? Yeah. Oh, Lord help us. But yeah, I think like it all comes back to like right when that Hextall took over. I don't think any of us realized like how much of a turning point that was. <laughs> how terrible be we were fires. actually in for. Yeah. But like ever like right around when that happened is when all of this kind of started to go downhill. When and, and, yeah, players just like they do, they just don't care. They're cool making their millions of dollars, skating around out there on a random Tuesday and, you know, taking their check and going. And you know what? Good for you. Good for the players. But, but like, you also go from an owner who knew every person on that team, who knew, like, knew your wife, knew your kids' names, who went into the locker room after wins, who was willing to talk to players and say, hey, you sucked. You need to get your shit together. You go from that owner to Comcast, who yep. is, so, yeah, you go from that to this big corporate entity so you had that missing. And yeah, it's like my ex-husband worked for MBNA, which was a small, tiny little bank where they knew everything. And then they went to Bank of America. And man, let me tell you, when he started working for Bank of America, who didn't give a shit and who didn't watch their players and who didn't take it, he fucked off like seven and a half hours a day. Mm. Ended up getting fired for it, but. <laughs> That'll so, do it. Might, might happen to your coworker sooner rather than later. Oh, God, only please. Um, I. Again, it's a, a, right along. I pray for Claude Drew to stay, that I pray for her to get fired, and neither prayer is being answered. I'm like, who have I offended? Please, God, help me out here. Um, I, I put I put something like that in the uh, Giroux trade, the Flyers failed Claude Giroux, where in 2010 you had Pronger and Tiemannan and Briere and Richards and Carter and like the leaders. And by the time 2015, 2016 rolled around, you were on a team with. Val Philpola and you know yeah. all that and the then, and then once Simmons yeah. left it completely fell apart so yeah. like you yeah. got nothing you know you got rid of all the players that composed a good leadership core and Giroux was on his own you know and and I still think that was a huge reason why again it's slowly built up over time you slowly get rid of these people and then yeah. Simmons left and that was the last straw and everything collapsed did not leave. when you put together when you well, put together a team of a bunch of nobodies like yeah. no shit this is what eventually happens yeah and again Chuck Fletcher's dead to me um, but you've got to find those players and those players have got to step forward and you're you, you just don't have anybody doing that you don't I, I think 
Jerry Mayhew would like to. You can see it in him. I think, what's his face? I can't think of his name. The guy with the long hair, you just said his McEwen. name. McEwen. Yeah, I'm old, sorry. I think he would like to be that type of leader on this team. He see like he will go fight for no good reason other than to, you know, get things going, but then get some emotion in the game. You can see it in him. You can see that they're there. They have no support. Yeah. Like I want to be a leader on my team, but my manager could give a fuck. Like she's offline three and a half hours for lunch when we get an hour for lunch. You know, I'm like, really? Three and a half hours? Seriously, sister? What time do you get done work? Five o'clock, same as me. But when you don't have that support. It, it's like trying to build a house and you've got one brick. And if you're building this, trying to build this house outward, it's going to fall over and it's fallen over. There's just no foundation. For this. It's like when you have a house made of brick, but like some of the bricks start falling off. So yeah. you're like, oh, let me replace it with this cheaper alternative. And then you just keep doing that until your yeah. house is made of nothing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And that's what they've done. Because who they who they got for Simmons gone. Oh, having a great year somewhere else. Would he have had that here? No. Um, who did they get for Ghost? Nothing. I mean, granted, Goss's Bear had, had to pay Arizona to take it. Yeah, I know. Granted, Goss's Bear had his problems, including that highly inflated contract. But when shit was bad, Goss's Bear stood up and said, we fucking suck. He did. He st- and I think that's why he got traded. And he got reprimanded for it. He tried, yeah. to, he tried to hold them accountable, and then they shipped yeah. him out of here. And I'll never forget because that that was when Jake blocked him on Twitter, like a four year old. Um, mm. When when Gossip Bear did that little whole "we suck and we've got to get better" and I'm talking about everybody kind of thing, Jake Boracek blocked him on Twitter for that statement. Like really? That's the team. And again, I still yes, Boracek is having a great year. But if that's the kind of player that Jake Boracek was, I'm I'm glad we got Cam Atkinson instead of him. We're having a suck ass year, and Columbus is going to go to the playoffs and probably win the Stanley Cup with, you know, with our luck. Oh God! Um, no. hmm? I said, Oh God, I hope not. Me too. Um, I actually, again, I have my favorites, and he might be in blue with a little leaf on his chest up in Toronto, and there might be Knack out in, you know, out west. Uh, I won't ever root for anybody but the Flyers, but I'll root the fuck against other teams. Um, but I'm glad Jake Borchek is gone. If that's the kind of player he was in the locker room, that he's going to block somebody for standing up and saying what was right. Not a popular opinion. Hmm? No. I I mean, unfortunately, it's like too little too late at this point. Like, the the poison has been infected. That's just it. Like, how far? Poison has festered. We got to amputate the arm at this point. Yeah. Like, there's that's, no other way of that's fixing it. The whole it. thing of you know the rebuild in the first place. It's like whatever you have here, whatever's going on, whatever the cause is, something's wrong. Just from yeah. fucking top to bottom, and the only way to do it is to ship everybody out and try again. You know, but instead, no, we're gonna we're gonna be competitive. God damn it! Here's a blank check. You know, and they're gonna give you a blank a check, blank and they're check gonna for who? bring in a bunch uh, Johnny Cattrall or what? some other no name shithead. They're gonna bring in. So they're gonna shell out X amount of dollars for a 36 year old player yeah. to have him play until his legs fall off. Yeah. Like, 
I don't understand why they're so okay. averse to having a rebuild. I think if they were just honest, like, you don't because even have to Because nobody's showing outside. up to the games, and they want that sweet ticket yeah. money, which they're not but, getting, so the way to do that is to put a winning product in the ice. But the way to do that is to tear do down that. and rebuild properly. Rebuilding. But what they're going to do is they're going to throw money at a 34-year-old Nazim Kadri and bring him in as the 1C next year. And it's going to fucking suck because you're going to pay that guy $7 million for the extended time because you're going to have Katarian Hayes $7 million, and the whole fucking thing's going to get fucked. And you just sent right. yourself back an extra year, but it does it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They could shell out. They could buy God Himself, and He couldn't fix this. We finally snapped Dan tonight. We finally. <laughs> it's been a long time <laughs> coming, Philip. <laughs> yeah, it was. But like, you don't even have to look outside of the building <clears throat> to see how to do a rebuild right. The Sixers did it. They they sent the letters to the fans, and they said, "Hey, we're gonna suck for a few years. It's not gonna be pretty, but if you stick with us, we'll make it worth your while." And now look at them. They have Joel Embiid. They have James Harden. Again, they're one of the better. They're one of the better teams in the NBA. Them. And they're selling out their games over a hundred percent capacity. Does Comcast own them? Were they included? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't well, think so. Everybody realize the problem. You've got this corporate entity that doesn't give a fuck about the fans, and that really is part of the problem. All they care about is that money. To Dan's point, all they care about is getting that money, and the way to get that money. Yes, they look at the Sixers and go, hey, that's how we get the money. They just don't see the beginning part of that story, Katie. They see that, oh, hey, the Sixers are making money now because they're good. We have to be good. How are we good? We give them a shitty, fuzzy mascot. Everybody's happy. No. Uh, we've signed, we signed Cam Atkinson. We signed, Keith, you know, we signed Ellis, who may or may not exist. Josh Harris owns uh, the Sixers, who is not okay. associated with Comcast. And he does own the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, I was going to well. say, I think uh. he owns the Devils. Yeah. Which explains why they are miles above. <laughs> they built through young talent and are now adding strong veterans across the league and building a competitive hockey team. Crazy fucking concept. Now, now granted, I know. they're still bad, but they're on the upswing. They're on their upswing. Yeah. A couple extra play. They got PK Subban's $9 million coming off the books this year. They're going to they be players in free agency. Yeah, yeah, they're going to have some fun. Their pieces are in place. They just need the proper vets to push them further. Meanwhile, the Flyers and, and have nothing in place. Pride Night way better than the Flyers. Yeah, they do. They Jersey Devils. All kinds of shit for Pride Night, but, you know. Yeah. We yeah. just need to be happy, Katie, that's all. Yeah, just, you know, suck it up, guys. Suck they it up. Get, they give us absolutely nothing, and we're expected to be happy with that. Oh, my I God. I can't believe <laughs> So that's kind of like, okay, we get a Founders Day every year because um, UPS, like, the day that they were founded, it's a big deal. And they buy us lunch, and they make cakes, and we play games and everything. So this past Founders Day, they sent us a picture of cake. And that's kind of like what I feel like. Because we're, all, we're so remote, right? So they sent us a picture of cake. Oh, I scared Dexter with how much I was laughing. <laughs> I feel like they did for you guys with Pride Night. What did the cake say? It just, it, it's always yellow and brown because that's our colors. And it said, I want to say, what, however many years it was we've been in existence. They sent uh, us a fucking picture of cake and thought so we should be happy with that. Uh, okay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> I'm going to go enjoy. And that's kind of what they did for Pride Night. That's kind of what they're doing. They're, 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 they're that, on that one dimensional level where they're trying these like stupid things. You know, and saying, oh, you should be happy. You should be happy you have a hockey team. Because I got told I should be happy I have a job. 
Oh, yeah, I'm happy I have a hockey team. I mean, Comcast has a history of not listening to its customers, so yeah, that's true. It's not entirely shocking that yeah, they're right. not listening to anybody no, here. And everybody keeps telling me, well, this is what Ed Snyder wanted. I really kind of find that hard to believe. I think he's rolling in his grave. Right oh, now. he's rolling yeah. in his grave. Yeah. If he had known, like, and, I, and again, I still go back to his kids pissing and moaning that their father didn't get a mention on his birthday, which was shitty. I am not defending the fact. I'm they will be mentioning that, that from now on, though. That is the one thing we accomplished, is they will be saying happy okay. birthday, Ed Snyder. Oh, right. thank yeah. goodness. Yeah. So we did make so, some noise in the Flyers organization. Yeah, we're saying to a man who's in his grave. Yeah. Rolling over. At After ignoring him for five years. Yeah. So, and again, everyone's like, oh, well, Ed Snyder had this plan in motion for Comcast to acquire the team. Maybe, maybe not. But his kids still fucking signed that check. I don't think his fa- their father was cold. And they took that money and said, "Yeah, bye bye." Um, it was it was a done deal before his um, his little ceremony, his the, the you know the memorial ceremony that they did for him. It was a done deal, and so and then you're gonna bitch that Comcast, who you sold out your father's dream to, and I, I don't care what my father's plans were. If I had watched my father devote his entire life to something. To, to literally devote his life to it, to spend every waking moment committed to a team, to anything. I don't think I could have sold that legacy, even if he it was his plan. I would not have wanted that out of my family. I mean, and I, you know, my father disowned me for black, marrying a black man, and I still don't think I would have sold it. So um, I, I just don't understand how those kids have any think they have any right to bitch about their father's legacy when they sold it. Yeah, that was definitely a. I, the, I remember that being one of the more fiery moments of Flyers Twitter this season. <laughs> there have been many. And there's still time left. It's going to get so, so much worse. Once the trade deadline passes and they get rid of whoever yep. they're getting rid of, it's all like all nail or Especially if they get Nobody rid of Nobody's going to be happy. If they Drew. get rid of Drew, Risto, Braun, and Jones, holy shit. Well, Not Joe only that, but I think no. Like, there is not going to be a single person happy with the Giroux trade. Nope. They're either going to say they didn't get enough for him or they shouldn't have traded him. We like, want this prospect and not this prospect. Yeah. Yep. It's going to be a, it's going to be a, there's no, there's no winning with the Giroux thing. Whatever the franchise does. No. They're, it's, they're it's screwed yeah. no matter what. When's the trade like Dan? When are we talking about 24th that? 24th March, March 20 first? something. Me, hold yeah. on. Let me see. 2022. I mean, I think a lot of that is because of how much Giroux has meant to the organization since she's been here. Like, it, it there's no easy way to trade a franchise. Monday, legend. March 21. We really so a little less than a month. Yeah, yeah. we have like three, four more. Uh, yeah, less, way less than a month because this is a short month. Real to, quick before we uh, one, two, before we wrap up, do you th- how long before the actual deadline do you think he gets traded? Because I don't think it's going to be a deadline day Pro- deal. Uh, I think it's going to happen within a that. day or two. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah too soon the before big... it's gonna be after his a thousandth game which is yeah, i believe the I think... 17th against nashville mm-hmm. i believe is what that worked out to so that's on got... st patrick's day yeah yeah damn it so that would be the 17th which would be four days before the trade deadline so probably after that and before the monday i would assume would be the uh, yeah the, the that's only there. nine games from now wow something like that yeah it just Where seems like nine. You say nine games, like they're going to be easy to watch. <laughs> yeah, like it'll fly by. The, the Flyers may never win again. 
I didn't they know. have some really big opponents coming up there. Like we said earlier, they're playing the Caps Saturday. They're playing the Oilers Tuesday. They're playing the Wild Thursday. Caps, Oilers, Wild. They got Chicago. They can probably beat them. Then yeah, they got Vegas, Florida, Carolina. They got Montreal. They can beat them. Nashville, Ottawa, Islanders, Detroit, St. Louis, Colorado. So it's uh, pretty rough. You got a it's speckled, not looking pretty. You got a couple speckled I games there you may be able to win. But other than that, it's going to be a bloodbath the rest of the season. Yeah, Montreal just spanked Toronto. So I don't know, you know if that's a lock. They could lose this entire homestand. They probably will. Oh, yeah. It's eight games. They've gone yeah. to, oh, what? They're, they're already 0 for 4, 0 for 3? 0 for 3, I think, for the home stand. Gosh. So we'll have plenty it's, more losses to talk about next Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Yes, we will, we will be here commiserating with you all for the rest of the season. But we will see you next time. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Claude Giroux. Put the A in Claude as a 4. Not many more times I can say that, but he's actually <laughs> You'll get, what, three more shows? <laughs> two more shows? Oh, man, I don't know. It hurts the more I think about it. Tell us where can the people find you? I'm thinking about changing it to Chuck Fletcher is dead to me, but for right now you can find me at Flyerspan1129. I don't know if that fits the character limit or not. I don't know. Just make all of the the E's a three. (laughs) So we can, yeah. (laughs) No. At Taylor Flyer Fan, up by the way, pocket by the way, underscore pod. Got two episodes of Freaking Flyer up this weekend, uh, and then back with Shane on Monday. Hopefully, on a much nicer, regular episode of Flyer Side Chat. I won't have to fucking lose my mind again. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I it did. It was very entertaining on my drive to the stadium yesterday. I did. There were a lot of people. I just want to thank everybody that reached out. A lot of people reached out after reading the article and listening to that episode and, you know, uh, shared their. Uh, I don't want to say condolences. It's not the right word, but you know, they're they're their thoughts uh, with the whole thing. So definitely cool. You hear, to, uh, you hear that Flyers front office? It's not just people us. like me more than they like you. Let's put it that way. It's not just us. I do like that I'm at the center of a controversy and Flyers related, and I'm not the bad cool. guy this time. So. Do you think? Do you think they just have a voodoo doll of you like lying around somewhere? That I'm terrified. Just, like, I'm going to get taken out and <laughs> blow dart in the neck when I'm. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah. Katie, send us home. All righty, everybody. Thank you for listening. We will see you next week. Goodbye and good night. Certainly not good hockey. (laughs) No. We can't say that.